quick heads up before this episode starts. If you are a member of the uh, Yagelski family or a friend of Garrett's, feel free to skip to about 38, 39 minutes into this episode. That'll be what you want to hear. You don't have to listen to the goofery before you listen to Garrett's voice again. Um, but thank you. 16. 15. 14. What's the next number? 12. 11. And 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Three, two, two, two. Two thousand one hundred. It's the twenty one. Hey, hey, hey. This the twenty one. Yeah, this the twenty one. Yeah, this the twenty one. This the twenty one. Yeah, this the twenty one. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, this the twenty one. Yeah, you know that you love it. I got a pocket full of dreams and a mouth full of money. It's like almost every day I be reaping something. Have you seen the PT? Yeah, this the 21, yeah, the 21 And I got a picture perfect view for the way that I run it And I'ma tell the whole truth, spreading love like it's nothing This the 21, yeah, this the 21 Straight, this is the 2100 Podcast 2100 I'm your host, my name is Jason Peters That song that you just heard is the new theme song How long will it be around? Who knows, but I like it Made by Griffin Ball, OG Griff on Instagram. And this episode, guess what? This is this is a holdover episode. I'm dropping this episode right now. And then I think more episodes are going to come out in June, July. But what this is, what I'm presenting to you today, is a consortium of the failed episodes that I have attempted and that have not... Um, they have not come out for a variety of reasons. Maybe the concept didn't work or I couldn't book a guest of some variety. So here you go. I know for a fact that some of the podcast audio is going to be um, popular DJ, DJ9, who was supposed to be on an episode where we compared his life to a priest's life. That didn't work out. Priests don't like to be recorded. Priests don't like... Their thoughts to be discussed. They're not open to discussion about this sort of thing. Uh, so I wasn't able to book a priest, but DJ Nine's a great get as a guest. So we have audio with him. We have uh, uh, a, 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 a commercial that, I, not a commercial, a fucking podcast episode, a concept is what I was looking for, that was a bad idea. It was, it was ultimately, it was going to be a tough, a tough, um, situation to explain and that is about uh akon uh if you're familiar with malcolm gladwell's podcast uh revisionist history we're gonna listen to a little bit of a failed episode i made about uh, a, a popular song uh, i believe it was sorry blame it on me and all about <laughs> this song the people around me so i want to take this time out to apologize for things that i've done and things that haven't occurred yet things that they don't want to take responsibility for oh my god i'm sorry for the times that i had to home i was on the road and you were alone yeah no we have a whole fucking i was gonna do a whole episode about that song 
I'm just wishing we could go back to when it was just you and me. But I decided not to do it because it's about sexual assault and and blackness and like stuff that I'm not supposed to talk about. You know, I'm a white guy. I shouldn't really make a whole episode about. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, blame it on me. Uh, I shouldn't really be doing uh, a podcast episode about um, how the media chastised a black man uh, and and essentially called him a sexual predator for something that was an accident, a bad accident. He did. But we're gonna get to that episode. We've got a lot to get to today, um, and I don't even know beyond DJ Nine and the failed "Sorry, Blame It on Me" episode what you'll hear. But you know what? Here's a third thing. Here's a surprise right here. To start off, you already know you're getting DJ9, and you already know you're getting Akon. So let Sorry Blame It On Me take us into another failed episode. You can put the blame on me. 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 Here is a failed song from the failed musical episode. I I still intend to do a musical episode, but the shit's hard. You deadass have to write a whole musical, and um, I can't sing, so I was trying to get people that could sing, but they're busy, and this is actually a ton of work to ask a performer to do because it's a whole uh, musical with a narrative. And uh, that's 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 hard to get people to do. Okay, and I understand that. So it didn't get made, but but I can do my song, or at least one of my songs. To be a man with a mission. What's what's your mission today? Well, I, I well I'm really not a man. You see, I'm an angel, and uh, if I was a man, I couldn't do anything because man always fails. You know, he's so limited. He doesn't have the right to do things to make a better world. Puffing on the booter, high at my computer, working real hard, trying to talk right to the future. I'm a televangelist, speaking through time about this world that I'm living in and various crimes. I hate humanity, truthfully and ruthlessly. I resent being alive and everything this world can do to me. I'm a better rapper than anybody who's ever been on Broadway. I'll clap Lin Manuel Miranda on Broadway in broad day. This is a musical show to show off our musical talents. I'm a man of many hats and I appreciate balance. So to the future, check the rhythm and listen to what I dictate. And while you're at it, ask your grandma how my dick tastes. So to the future, check the rhythm and listen to what I dictate. And while you're at it, ask your grandma how my dick tastes. That's what I dictate. This is 2100, the musical bitches. So let me introduce just who's rocking with us. I know what I'm talking about. But do the trick of making a world that is a better type of place to be. Yeah, and that was one of several songs. Uh, other songs went went something like, here we all go, let's fall in line, let's introduce ourselves just one at a time over the That's Not My Name beat. Uh, a, a jazz song called What Are The Rules. Uh, I was going to cover uh, I Never Thought My Life Could Be. Why not? I'll do that. I mean, I, I can fucking. So bear with me. I'll pull that up right here. 
thought my life could be anything but catastrophe. But suddenly I've begun to see a bit of good luck for me. Cause I've got a popular podcast. I've got something special in your ears. I never had a chance to shine, never a happy song to sing, but suddenly half the world is mine. What an amazing thing. Cause I've got a popular podcast. It's ours, Nikki. I've got a golden sun up in the sky. I never thought I'd see the day when I would look at the world and say, good morning, look at the sun. I never thought that I would be slapping the lack of luxury cause they all said it couldn't be done, but it could be done. It could be done. And then, and then the theme song would drop. But that, this, this is the stuff I had. This is the stuff I have in the fucking bank. And, and I can't do because it's hard to, to, to work with other people uh, in general, let alone ask them to do a whole musical with me who can't sing. And honestly, I'll say this. People on Broadway can't really fucking sing. People in plays don't really fucking sing all that well. Uh, some of them do, but there's always a guy like me who's like, oh, yeah, he's like a big guy who can't fucking sing. And uh, good for him that he's up there and having fun. And, and he's funny, sure, but you don't have to be able to sing to be in a musical or even be on TV. A TV musical, those glee kids don't fucking sing. But that, the, the, so the musical episode failed. But you know what they say? And can you tell I'm on a new board because I'm doing all these music drops live rather than inserting them in? On to the next failed episode! Somebody bring me back the money, please. Hove on that new shit. People like how come. Buy the old album. Okay, this this one doesn't feel good to introduce. Uh, it, it's it's the first 13 minutes of an episode that was supposed to be the third episode in season one. Meaning, I made this back in 2018, and I didn't follow through. The episode is titled Generations, and you can very much tell that I made it to be season one, because I mentioned that it's the third episode, and also it's the season one theme song. But on top of that, uh, I rely so heavily on other people's content. Uh, Louis Black, I use a lot of Louis Black's comedy in 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 this thing and i get what i was trying to do in 2018 i was trying to point out how specific of a life i had without specifically telling people and that's a mistake i made a lot in season one was i i buried the lead i didn't just come out and say what i wanted people to to know like i do now because i realized that people you kind of got to tell people what you want them to think or else they'll be just confused so this 
is a very cringeworthy. I don't even agree with the things that I said in this this clip that you're about to hear. How how weird is that? It's it's I would never I'm saying this now because because you're about to listen to it. I, I, people evolve, people change. You can hear in my voice how different I am in my delivery style. I'm reading off a script very obviously in this next clip, and also, uh, yeah, no, I I can tell. I, I you'll you'll hear it, you'll hear. It, but generations. I'd just like to take a moment to, uh, to tell the kids in the audience that uh, as an adult, um, I want to, I'd like to apologize for, for my generation um, because you are fucked. <laughs> we tried, but it, it just, it hasn't worked out. Um, as, as regards Social Security, whew, forget it. Um, we'd like to, to get it done for you, but it's math. And that's really hard. And so, um, since you're not going to get truly what is rightfully yours, and you should have, uh, I say, you start, well, start stealing shit from your parents. <laughs> you have every right. You have every right. Go for it. Not the big ticket items. You know that stuff that's lying around the house. You know the stuff that they don't use. The stuff, and you know what, when you grab it uh, and, and, and send it off to eBay, they won't even fucking, they won't even remember. They'll be going, they'll be going around the house going, you know, I, where's that thing, that thing? You know that thing. <laughs> the one the guy had in the movie. You know the guy.
Welcome to 2100. This is the third episode, and this week's topic, or this episode's topic, is generations. So let me talk about my generation a little bit and tell you a little story about growing up at the turn of the millennia around the year 2000. So when I was between the ages of six months and six years old, I attended a daycare center called Just Children in Bucks County, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. During that time, my standard routine consisted of waking up, then being driven to said daycare by my loving mother, who also happened to work as a teacher at Just Children. See, I grew up in a relatively privileged and sheltered environment, extremely well taken care of, and um, for as long as I'm concerned, there was no major controversy or difficulties until I was in like middle school. The first decade of my life was rainbows and lollipops. I was a sweet little boy who used to stay up during nap time so I could split a country time lemonade can with my mother while all the other kids were sleeping. And if you can't tell by any of the previous episodes, I have ADHD. And as a child, I had ADHD. And unlike many of my peers, um, I was not ever medicated for the hyperactive disorder. So, on that very same drive to and from daycare, my mother would let me listen to a CD player in the back seat with huge, pull-over, flimsy, plastic 1999 headphones. 1999, not the price, 1999, the year. I can see how that could be confusing. My mom used to let me listen to CDs because she saw how much I enjoyed it. I like listening to the music, listening to a stand-up comedy album. But I bet she also let me do it because I would shut up for a few minutes and she could enjoy the moment of peace she had. I'm talking about this because it's all very specific to the generation that I grew up in. CD players, um, the plastic cheap headphones. And not just because of that, but because those little moments fundamentally changed the person that I am forever. Why? Because I have an older brother that's five and a half years older than me. And the internet wasn't the internet yet. So my parents, they are great parents and great people, but they would buy albums for my brother that were extremely explicit because they didn't know who the artists or the comedians were. Because they had no real way of looking it up without listening to the full album. That's something parents used to do. Uh, if you don't know this and you're my age, if you were a kid and you got a, a, a CD for Christmas, your parents would usually open the CD and listen to it to determine if it was acceptable, and then they'd give it to you. My parents, they, they did, they did, that didn't happen. But more power to them. I'm not doing that shit either. Um, so this resulted in a five, six, and seven-year-old me to have a CD player filled with some of the filthiest albums that money could buy in the 1990s and early 2000s. Ironically enough, the comedian who you heard at the top of the show, Louis Black, was my brother and my cousin's favorite comedian. So while he was about 13 years old, now was about seven or eight years old, we were hearing stuff like this. I learned anything from um, September 11th. It's the fact that the way in which I deal with, uh, with trauma is, is through humor. That's how I do it. That's basically the way I, that's my coping mechanism. Um, and I think that uh, patriotism, when something like that occurs, is very important. And by being patriotic, I mean getting, that we, we as a country and we as a people have to get together and pledge allegiance to each other and our country. And then, you know, so that we remind ourselves. And I think that was an important lesson. And we lose sight of that. But then when we get sight of it, we go insane. 
we don't have to sing the lyrics to every patriotic song ever written. We don't have to do that. We don't have to know all those lyrics. Nobody knows all those fucking lyrics. And a lot of those lyrics weren't sung before because they're stupid fucking... Shut up! You get together and you agree and that's the deal. There's no need to, God damn it, here, let's have some more planes fly over and shoot some guns into the sky and boy, oh boy, let's play ball. Fucking no, let's stop again and do it over. No! Three and a half hours before the NFL game came on, they had NFL's tribute to America. Well, there's two things. There's a concept for you. The National Football League who can't present football properly is now going to present America to me. And by the time, literally, they started to kick off, I was sick of freedom. <laughs> I pined to be enslaved. I said, I wish a country would conquer me so I don't have to watch this shit. Pretty goddamn intense for a seven-year-old, right? The thing is, I would listen to these inappropriate CDs over and over and over and over again to the point of memorization because there was no other option. You could swap CDs if you remembered to bring your CD case with you, but a lot of the times your parents didn't want you bringing your CD case out because all those CDs cost like 10, 15, $20 and you were a child who couldn't be trusted, reasonable. And then your alternatives, there were no iPhones, there were no tablets or impressive gaming devices. There was a Game Boy, which didn't have a backlight so you couldn't play it at nighttime. And then there were books, and kids hate books. So, now that you understand how important CDs were to me as a kid, I can now explain why I'm tackling this episode and the topic of generations. It's because um, I had stumbled across my um, kindergarten yearbook. My mom had actually pulled it out, and she... This was like, Jason, this is yours. And I was like, oh, I'll look through it. And I'd seen that they had written down my favorite things from when I was uh, a six-year-old in like 2000, 2001. And what made me want to do this episode was my favorite song at the time. They wrote it in the yearbook. I couldn't believe it was my favorite song at the time. I couldn't, I just couldn't believe it. It's wildly inappropriate. And I still know every word to it to this day. So without further ado, um, feel free to sing along. I know I'll be singing along. Here is uh, my favorite song from uh, when I was six years old. If only we could fly. Memphis in style. John Otto. Take it to the Matthew Bridge. Can you feel it? My TV generation. Yeah. 
There is nothing, and I mean nothing, that I will do in this podcast that will make me happier than the fact that I just did the ad-libs between Limp Biscuits, my generation. But we're more than 10 minutes into the episode. Why is any of this relevant? Because all of it is generationally specific. All of it. Sitting in my car seat, in my mother's minivan, listening to Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit screaming meaningless obscenities, driving past beautiful grazing ponies on a white milk toast vanilla suburban road. These things only existed at one time. No mother in the right mind would knowingly hand the album Limp Biscuit, Chocolate Starfish, and a Hot Dog Flavored Water to their six-year-old child. But the thing is, and the point of this whole episode, is this sentence. But in that date and time, you were able to get away with things that you just can't anymore. Let's hear that again. Let's hear that again. But in that date and time, you were able to get away with things that you just can't anymore. I'm nauseous at the idea of people listening to that, but that's the failed episodes episode, baby. And I know where I was headed with that intro. I know where I was taking it. The idea being that different generations had different things that were acceptable, and I was going to point out different things that were okay, and I believe one of the things that I was going to point out that was okay was um, Oda Banga. I had a whole script written about Oda Banga, uh, which was a man, a, a tiny African man who was kept in the Bronx Zoo for people to visit, and... Uh, when he was eventually civil rights lawyers got Odabanga freed from the zoo where people, millions of people paid to see Odabanga. Um, when Odabanga was freed, he killed himself um, because he did just the fucking terror of his life of literally being a, a zoo animal. Um, so that was I, like Odabanga I would have done. And then I was talking about CDs and Limp Bizkit and... Uh, I was going to ask the people of the year 2100 to consider what was okay in their time. What is the innocuous little truth? What is the consumerism like? What is your everyday standards like, etc.? I I couldn't. I, I at that time when I started doing the podcast, I had a really hard hard time getting older guests on the show. I only really thought. I didn't really have the confidence to ask older people to come on the show, really, which is kind of surprising, being that the second episode of 2100 ever is at um, a Philadelphia uh, pet nonprofit. Um, but either way, uh, up next we have a transition that I made that's two minutes long that combines a song that is... Um, from 1908, then a song from 1968, and then a song from 2008. I, I fucked up, you know? I didn't mean... I, it was supposed to be evenly spaced out, but I'm not a math wizard, you know? 
Either way, here that is. So it has just occurred to me that there's going to be two failed episodes, episodes, because I'm not going to be able to address some of the stuff I built up in the intro. So here is an interview between me. I was drunk and it was midnight and I was walking home to South Philly from Center City and I saw an old man playing some kind of game by himself. And we just had a really profound and weird conversation. It was supposed to be for an episode called Phone Wallet Keys, but there's just not enough there to to follow. You know, I think I did did a quick poem about Phone Wallet Keys instead of doing the episode topic. It's almost midnight. Why are you on a bench in Rittenhouse Square? Um, I had a very full evening and I didn't want to go home yet. Similar situations, buddy. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I had a, a superior, like a next level mediocre night. Okay. I'm young enough where uh, I could have like a, a very mediocre night. Like uh, uh, a bunch of shit happened that if I was older, it would affect me more. But, uh, okay. Mm, uh, yeah, no, uh, I went out with a bunch of friends I've had for years, saw an ex-girlfriend who recently told me No, yeah, I've had a weird night. <laughs> and I'm walking home and I saw you sitting at home playing Scrabble. Yeah. You, I see you playing Scrabble. I see a couple presumably homeless people over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to walk up on you and say, why are you here? What are you doing? <laughs> Real, seriously, I am... Um... Playing Scrabble. Well, actually, it's, it's not even... Words with friends type. Cross-stitching. 
What is that? It's a. It's like doing cross stitching with a needle. Like Always about to on your screen. So the only reason I stopped is because I I got so fucking furious with my own headphones that I wanted to throw them in the garbage because I could not make my music play. And I was like, all right, well I have to spread my anger elsewhere. And you seemed like well, a good vessel. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so the premise of my podcast series is. Um, that it's a time capsule to the people of the year 2100. Okay. What would you like to say to them? What What are your predictions for the year 2100? I'm trying to catch you off guard. It's midnight. Yeah. What the fuck is going to be happening in the year 2100, buddy? Well, right now, I hope there will be a place for you to live on planet Earth. Oh, yeah. It seems like a nightmare. But uh, <laughs> it seems to be torn. If I could tell you the truth, it seems like... Uh, People are torn between utopia and, like, a nightmare. Mm. And that's their thoughts. <laughs> then there yeah. is no in-between. Yeah. You know, I tend not to be a negative person, but the nightmare scenario is really looming large for This me is right the now. second season of my show, and you know how many people start their interview with, I'm not a negative person. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there, what, what, what do you, when you leave the house in the morning, what do you grab? What do I grab? My briefcase with my computer and other stuff in it. Uh, as soon as I can, I get a cup of coffee. What is in your briefcase, typically? Um, usually it's a binder for something I'm going to be doing for the day. Mm -hmm. And my computer and various cables and connections. And um, So no phone? That's in my pocket. What's in your pockets <laughs> on your day-to-day? My phone is in one pocket. My wallet and a couple of dollars is in, the, in another pocket. And um, often my house keys. I, can, I think I so what else? <laughs> so what else? So in short, what do you carry with you on a day-to-day? -day? Um, I guess just like essentials. I mean, I, I have a very easy life. I'm old enough no, to be No, I got a whole episode about phone wallet keys. I'm trying to trick people into say that that's what they carry. Well, that's, <laughs> that's all you need. Well, that's, that's all you need. That's pretty much what I said, too, yeah. It's, no, yeah, it is almost exactly what you yeah. said. Because in 2100, I don't think people are going to be carrying phone wallets and keys. Probably not. That's interesting. Not wallets and keys, for sure. They'll have some, and, some supplement, some, some alternative to a phone. And they won't have a phone. The, the one thing that they'll have is keys. You think? Yep. I, I do this. My This is my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would think keys would become... No, no. Keys are the only ones that are not uh, like over um, ingenuity, you know? Oh, okay. Like a phone. Phone makes sense. Like a phone can be turned into like a, a watch or whatever. A wallet can be turned into like cryptocurrency. But like as for the thing that solidifies your home... Keys are better than the internet. I guess. I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> keys, like, uh, keys are the only thing that's better than the internet out of the three things. Like, your phone gets better as the internet gets better. Right. Wallets get different as the internet gets different. And then keys, just like, no. I no, guess yeah, keys, key, keys. Yeah. yeah, keys are the one thing that's going to stand. Wow. Fascinating. Even in place of a thumbprint or something like that, you think keys will... Well, a, a key is better than any... Like, uh, like security-wise. Okay. Like, uh, you can't hack a key. I guess... I guess not. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, someone could steal it and duplicate it. Yeah, 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 they can do that, but they, they actually got to grab some shit out of your pocket rather than just, like, steal your thumbprint or hack your, your fucking or hack whatever. Like, it's just easier to just have a key. It's like how election, like, election officials say that uh, the best way to not have your election hacked is to have it on paper. Right. So just have a lock, have keys. <laughs> no, I, 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 uh, I stand by having keys. You and, and um, you are a tad bit older. I am. I'm sixty-five. Um, what would you oh, do? You have any uh, ins- So this will be like right now. I just ran up on you about all this shit, yeah. and we're doing an impromptu interview. Um, what is some shit without the internet that people will never understand? Uh, in 2100 Because the people of 2100 will be listening to this I'm a serious producer I'm a real person okay. <laughs> I will give you my card once this interview is done But uh, in the year 2100 What is something you think they won't understand? Um, well again sometimes I wonder If they'll understand face to face communications if, if it's we- Technically what I'm doing to you right now Is weird <laughs> By other people's circumstance It's not I weird guess. to me It's not weird to me It's just like A, 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 a decent interaction I'd, 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 I would put out No I agree Yeah um, I also guess They might not understand um, Sort of old fashioned crafts Like I don't know Knitting And, and <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe even reading a newspaper um, Well yeah yeah They won't understand Reading a newspaper Yeah Because I, I I'm a writer And I don't even value <laughs> newspapers So Right The fuck Are we gonna give the general public Like You gotta underestimate The general public And that's what I tell my listeners All the time Is to underestimate The general public Right Like uh to give the benefit of the doubt to the average human being is a nightmare. It is. I, I forget. I always forget who said this, but uh, famous saying is, "You'll never go broke underestimating the intelligence of the American public." Oh yeah, <laughs> half these motherfuckers don't vote. <laughs> All right. Are, what are you, what what are your predictions? What, what, just give us anything. What do you want to say to the people of two thousand one hundred? Because I gotta go home. Yeah. Um, God love you. Your survivors um, do better than this generation's been doing. <laughs> None of us are doing good. I mean, <laughs> why do you think my shit exists? <laughs> All right, thank you, buddy. I'm sorry.
In August of 2019, my close friend Garrett Yagelski and I attempted to travel to Lancaster, Pennsylvania without any technology to speak to the Amish about their thoughts on technology and the year 2100. This episode was meant to show our modern dependence on things like GPS in comparison to generations past and different cultures. We were attempting to not use any technology during the entire trip from Philadelphia to Lancaster. No debit cards, no phones, nothing but cars and a recording device. We did this to mirror the Amish people's lack of dependence on technology, which would have kind of been the theme of the episode overlapping with the journey to Lancaster and the guest of an Amish person. But a few things went wrong in this episode, but before I get to that, listen to Garrett and I as we begin our journey, as we shoot the shit. Uh, It's a lot of really fun audio, and I'll explain why we're using this in a little bit. First things first. You're not from Philly. You're not from this area. You're from Jessup. I don't know where the fuck Jessup is. Is that anywhere near Lancaster? Uh, I don't think so, no. Do you know where Lancaster is? Um, Not really. Do you know how to get there? (laughs) No, I do not. All right, so there's two of us. We both don't know how to get there. Um, Here's my plan, my idea of what to do. Right now, um, I'm going to drive to the draft horse. Okay. And I'm going to ask people there if they know how to get to Lancaster. I because highly doubt it. No, no, no. Because <laughs> at least, at least it's on the way. Yeah. Because right now we're headed directly towards the draft horse. Yes. At the bar, uh, and my other plan is to go to towards Westchester. Okay. Because I know Westchester is in the same direction as Lancaster. Okay. I was and gonna say, do we have a map? No, because I don't know where to get a map. Where do you get a map? Rest stops. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking rest stops too, but I wasn't gonna go out of my way to a rest stop. I was thinking we could get to a rest stop yeah yeah okay right. okay yeah let's not ask the horse people let's just fucking shoot our shot all right let's do it and i'm gonna put this right here i did the sound check already today. i was gonna say like that's gonna pick everything up yep awesome i did the sound check because i was unsure but because my other fucking uh i just gotta make sure it's recording still my other fucking uh bullshit Oh my god. <laughs> Can I smoke it in? Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying not to fucking. I love you. I was gonna bring a. Like, I have this e cig that our company makes, and I was gonna bring it, but I was like, you know what? That's not on brand for yeah, the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's all about internet. So, there's a difference between technology and internet. Okay. Yes. So, like, I don't got a problem with using the video camera okay. or. Uh, a car. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Or like the iPhone for recording purposes. But as long as we don't cheat in trying to get to Lancaster, do you think how, how first of all, how far is it? Do you know where? I how, think it's about two hours. I think it's about two hours, maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> don't know, but I know it's definitely not close. I know it's not close, but I don't think it's that far. I think it's like an hour and 15, hour 20. Okay. So what time is it? It is... Analog clock! 11. Oh, that is awesome. That is so great. Dude, because a PT Cruiser is classy. It's a classy vehicle. The sunroof is huge. It's very silly. Love the sunroof. I also got weed. Nice. Nice. All right, yellow light. Yeah, that's a very... (laughs) The fuck? That's one stale yellow light. Yeah, it's not. It's just staying there. So, funny story about a PT Cruiser. I, um... When I was like 16 and got my permit, mm-hmm. I um, took driving lessons. 
and the lessons were in a PT Cruiser. This is the second PT Cruiser I've owned. Really? In my life. Uh, the first car I ever bought was a PT Cruiser. Um, <laughs> I was 15 years old. I used, I used camp counselor money to buy it. That's awesome. But my sister and she stole it. Shut up. And uh, she didn't know, there was something wrong with it and she didn't know what to do. So she put a fluid in the wrong spot and it blew up. Like uh, caught on fire. It blew up on 95. <laughs> like legit on fire. Yeah, and then I got a call. Ja Jason, your PT Cruiser blew up. Oh your sister's god. fine, but she stole it. And I was oh like, Oh my god. They didn't even explain the whole thing to me until I was a little older because yeah. uh, I was very angry. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Uh, and then Rightfully I spent. So. And then I had to. I spent like three grand on a PT Cruiser. And yeah, that's. It's a hard-earned three grand. Hell yeah. As 15? a 15-year-old? 14 and 15. That's two summers Hell yeah. of saving up. Uh, Definitely. Then uh, after that, I got a $900 Pontiac Grand Am nice. that I was uh, very rebellious with. I'm I sure. did not treat it well at all. I would uh, hit other cars with it on purpose. <laughs> I mean, like, like you'd be in like, I had to hit my friend's cars. I'd run over mailboxes, trash cans. I used to love the day after trash day when there's just empty cans. Just fucking <laughs> blow up people's cans with my car. Like going like 35, 50, like just with no care. I uh, I hit I, it with a bat. I hit my own car with a bat. I hit my joke. car with a golf club once, <laughs> three times. I had a, so like I was 16, I just got my license and everything. And I'm, like, looking into getting used cars and stuff. You know, I'm looking at, like, old Land Rovers. Like, I wanted something old but cool, you know? And I'm all fired up. You're all about the clout. I'm all about the clout. I'm all about it. But I'm not, clout, I'm not clout chasing. I'm not. It That's just fair. comes. It's natural. I think I might have gone too far down. <laughs> See, I don't even know how to get out of Philly. No, you're good. We're on Ridge, right? Yeah, but I'm trying to go, like, towards B101. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, that's this way. Yeah, this is this way. And then I, I have to make a left eventually. But anyway, so listen, I had this car, and it was... So I'm looking for a car, looking for a car, and my grandma calls me. She's like, Garrett, come on up to the house. Like, okay. So I go up to the house of my dad, and it's this big surprise that they're going to give me their 1993 Toyota Camry. That's a brutal... Grandpa Gold. That's brutal. <laughs> with over 100,000 miles on it. They're like, hey, listen, like, we were going to get rid of it, but since you're looking for a car, we thought we'd give it to you. What am I going to say? No. Yeah, oh, it's like, yeah. yeah. you got to be grateful. Even though Absolutely. And I was. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm 24 was, years old driving a PT Cruiser. How do you I think love I feel? It. Love it. But I, this is class. Like, this is, <laughs> this is nice. But this was like... Grandpa Gold, like the seats are like carpet, you know, like not even like uh, it was just hilarious. And so we called it the Jaguar, and oh, it shit. was. I, I've heard you talk about the Jaguar. The Jaguar. Before. I didn't know it was a 1993 Toyota. Camera. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And we uh, we would just basically it was like the ride mobile, you know what I mean? Like just point A to point B all day. I would drive, pick everyone up, and then like if I would ever like go with a Dude, girl. Dude, those 16 to 17 cars just were just debauchery. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, I'd beat the shit out of it. I would take it off-roading. Oh my like, god, I used to chase the cross-country team. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I had a lot of friends on the cross-country team. If I was driving home from like school all day, I usually would have like detention or something. Mm -hmm. And then, oh. <laughs> Not a lot of cigarettes smoke in my mouth. Oh, did you? Yeah. My bad, my bad. I'll, I'll try to be kind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I, uh, Sponsored by Big Tobacco. Never in my life has that happened. I just, I just like, <laughs> ate it. I ate it like a fucking, like it was something to eat. Oh my god. Oh, I know. I used to chase them because my one of my best friends, a bunch of my best friends, were on the cross country team. And if I had like detention or something, I'm just fucking. That's 
just go after them, chase them up onto like the uh, the grass. I've only had detention once in high school. I used to not go a lot. I used to be like, what do you got here? Dude, I was in two documentaries yesterday. Were you really? So it's kind of good that you bailed on yesterday because instead I went to Rittenhouse Square and got a bunch of audio. Like I interviewed so many fucking people and a lot of them are so good. Yeah. And then um, documentary film crew overhears us talking about the future and technology and shit. And they're like, we're doing a documentary on AI, artificial intelligence. Get out of here. Would you like to be interviewed for it? Absolutely. And I said, yeah. And they were literally high-fiving because of my answers. It was literally Get like out of the, here. It was literally like the production crew was waiting for someone to say the things I think. I'd say take a left here. Yeah. That, that's where I'm going. I'm All going right. this way. Uh, just go towards Westchester is the plan. And, uh, dude, a bus driver would know how to get to Absolutely. Lancaster. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's pull over and ask him. Mm-hmm. He definitely would know. Mm-hmm. It's too early. It's too early. We're not... Just we're, let's see which... Do we have, like, a compass in this car? No, there's no compass. We don't have a compass. And we can't who, use... Who the fuck has a compass? <laughs> you know how in the cars it says, like, you're driving, like, southwest, southeast sometimes? Yeah, that's... But that's fair. That's that's sometimes. And that's I'm not a thing got, in, like, new cars. Elapsed time. West! We're headed west! Nice. Okay, that's huge. That's yeah, huge. we have to head west. That's this general direction. I was gonna say, we need to just know the general direction. But we don't want to go too far north. That was what my... My original plan was to take the northeast extension. Okay. But that's wrong. Okay, Because yeah. there's the word east in northeast extension. I was gonna extension. say, I take the northeast extension to get home to Scranton, and I've never seen a sign for Lancaster, so that's not the right way. <laughs> I'm excited to see what is in Lancaster. I'm hoping As that... Am I. I'm hoping we could get, like, a good, uh... Fucking, uh, I want to go to a good thrift shop. Hell yeah. Maybe find a farmer's market. Fuck yeah. Like some, some real wholesome down to earth shit. That the goal is to person. find an Amish person and have them talk to us. Yeah. I don't, having them talk to us might be, I was thinking about this earlier. Having them talk to yeah, us I, might it's, be a It's a lofty goal. Yeah. But if you think about all the challenges we have in front of us, A, getting to Lancaster. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. That, that alone is hard. No, this isn't ridiculous. This is how motherfuckers lived. I know, but it's like, how is, we were actually talking about this. So I told my dad when we were on vacation at the beach that like we were going to be doing this. And my dad and his buddy from uh, college, he played college football with them. He was in Philly from Chicago. He like owns like a corporate painting company. So he mm-hmm. like paints like businesses and shit. And he was at a painting expo in Philly. And my dad's like, yo, come on down to the beach. So they ended up coming down for two days. Awesome people. And they were just saying, like, how back in the day, like, you you don't miss what you don't have. So, like, he's like, they were like, how did we do it? But you just did it. Like, it was, yeah, you I feel like did it with a map. I'm you know, hoping like, there will be signs, a yeah. map. We, I think stopping at a gas station wouldn't be a bad idea. I have I to get gas anyway. Okay. But do you think this gas station will help us? This, this one? This North Philly gas station. You think they'll have a map to Lancaster? I think if we go to the gas station, you know. I'm I've never looked for maps. I know. And, and you never see them unless you're at a rest stop. And they're usually little pamphlets. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know that's... A dude yesterday told me to go to an almanac store on, like, fucking... Where the fuck is an almanac store? It's in the middle store? of... There's one in Center City, apparently. <laughs> because taxi drivers need to memorize the roads to get their license. Oh, shit. Which, or at least pass... I don't know. He was, he was talking. I have yeah. no idea. That's interesting. Yeah. Taxi drivers. Well, that's in London, you have to be able to... You have to be, like, a full-ass uh, game show host. Really? You have to, like, know facts. Oh, you have to be, like, a tour guide, yeah, kind of? Yeah, you have to be almost exactly like a... And you have to know about new businesses. You have to be up on your shit. Wow. Stuff like that. My buddy's actually out in London. Doing what? Uh, just traveling. Just went out. Um, my other buddy's in the Air Force. 
and he's stationed like an hour outside of London, so it's fucking awesome. They went and met up and everything. God damn it, I need money. I need Same. I need all of the money, and I need it so I can go to places. Actually, no, I've been looking forward to this because I haven't been to Lancaster. I haven't been since I was a little kid. Yeah, since I was a little kid, and I don't. I didn't appreciate it. I was being, I was like a little jerk off. Yeah, yeah. So like, you're like, what the fuck? Here. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying to my mom. I was like, Stupid farm bullshit. Yeah, I was like, I when I was there, I remember it being boring. I bet it was, but that's because that was <laughs> when our, our, our we. I think I have a greater appreciation for like a little shit now. Same, same. Like I. I I've become a little boring. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The stuff I like is boring now. Like last night, I went out for dinner and came home and went to bed. Like what? <laughs> That's on a Saturday me. night. That I never did that two years ago. If you told me I was doing that well, with I've, a girl that I've I'm been dating. To, uh, <laughs> In that opening clip, you hear us talking about how we don't really understand where Lancaster is. We hadn't been there since we were little kids, and you could kind of hear the naivete in our voices. Um, but you could also hear. Garrett sharing stories about his life and sharing about the shit he cares about. And that's the real reason why I'm doing any of this episode is that uh, my buddy Garrett, who who was in this episode, we, we did this and we I never made the episode because cat's out of the bag. We got to Lancaster, but we realized that uh, it's exploitative and not very nice to... Uh, Jip wave a microphone in, in an Amish person's face and ask them what they think about technology in the future. It seemed mean-spirited, and it seemed rude, and I think what, what made it rude is me and Garrett went to a series of thrift shops that day and found a bunch of racist shit, like racist artifacts, which is another part of our time. This is still 2100, so learn about our time. Listen to us talk about analog clocks, maps, PT cruisers, cigarettes, e-cigs. That's what I mean. The the podcast has layers, uh, but uh, no, the reason we did this podcast is because Garrett, who is on this episode and uh, last episode, he passed away uh, in April of 2021. He was one of my closest friends and, and it is tragic and, and it is upsetting. And that's, that's another thing that's timeless. So, uh, it, 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 tragedy, young tragedy, especially young death, which is so, um, it, it feels like a robbery, you know, it's, it's this, this, the thieving of, of potential. You lose the potential of what a man's life could have been and all the joy that he could have brought to the world. Um, and that's that's the whole reason I made any of this episode, let alone unveiled our cruel exploitation of the Amish into, into the universe. But that's the kind of guy Garrett was. You could hear how great we got along and... And, and and there's not a lot of people that would do this sort of thing with me. And I'm, I'm not going to talk about it too much. Um, but it is uh, a real, a real, it's been a real bummer to, to lose Garrett. That's why we've been off the air. And that's, we'll come back in July. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're now, the next clip is, it's we're sticking with this theme. But this is the part of the episode that... I also feel is truly worth uh, sharing and that I, I wanted published and I think is entertaining. Just like the last clip, I think I sincerely believe the last clip has value to the 2100 uh, plan and project and the idea of it, the spirit of it, that people could actually learn from it, at least more than the songs at the top of the episode, you know. Uh, the, that conversation certainly had more value um, 
speaking about where we're from and giving all that background for potential listeners of the future. But yeah, this next clip is when we, we go to Wawa in search of a map. We go to a gas station in search of a map. We pull over in Westchester. And uh, yeah, just listen along. It's, it's a pretty fun one. <laughs> but I'm not going to bring a copy of this vehicle. Oh, yes. Come on. Break. These people. Yeah, you know, we just got to fucking ask people, I guess. Hell yeah. We're going to give Wawa a chance. Let's see what Wawa has Save to Save us. That's a little Wawa. Oh, no, it's not. They got a big gas station on the other side. Yeah. Fucking deceiving. I used to go to this Wawa, like, and drive fucking... This was my last stop before I'd go to, like, um... I'd have to drive back to ESU. Oof. It was a fucking nightmare. Oh, you would drive here from ESU? Oh, yeah. Really? And then she'd come to ESU in two hours. Oh, jeez. All right. Let's go. All right. Still recording? Let's Obviously. Go. Oh, not using my phone. Ow. How'd that hurt? I can almost guarantee there's not a map in here. I don't know, man. I have faith. I have faith. I don't... You never look for maps in life. All right, let's see. I thought that's where the maps were. I, I, that is just cards. No literature. Excuse me. No <laughs> maps in the paper. Right? We got newspapers. Skirmish, paintball, These are all just like stupid advertisements. Yeah, but there might be a map on one of them. Here we go. Whitehaven, Stroudsburg, no, Allentown. Jim Thorpe, Allentown. <laughs> Delaware Water Bet. Uh, so where are we? Exit. We're right here. How do we know? Jim Thorpe, Delaware Water Gap, Stroudsburg, Jersey, Harrisburg, Philadelphia. Uh, mm. And also, I don't even know how to like read a map. Exit to Allentown. Fuck. What happens if we come across an easy pass only exit? We're just gonna have to drive through it. I have to get the ticket. Get the ticket. Connecticut. Why are they telling us to get to Connecticut? They can't tell me how to get Dude, I have no. Look at this. I have no like idea. Well, at least I know. I have no like sense of like what the the the, the space is. Yeah, you're right. It's all well, hard. The roots are the, so this is a fucking bust. Well, we gotta we can get food at least. All right. And ask some people. Yeah. Um, I don't really need food. I'm not that hungry. I'm, I'm hungry, but I'm not. I might get a little snack until we get there. Get what you need. Yeah, I'm gonna pig out there. Yeah. What do I have? What do I have? With a. Yo, did you know that... Alright, so I've been boycotting Nestle for like two years. I remember you saying that, yeah. Did you know they own Ralph Lauren? No way. <laughs> That's I was like... Doritos. <laughs> the only water that Nestle doesn't own. <laughs> Gotta spend two twenty nine. I'm gonna get one of these cheesy pretzels. Alright, so 
it's important to note that when I go and I get these cheesy pretzels, me and Garrett are now separated from each other. I'm in line and he's waiting for a sandwich uh, in a different part of the wall. Because that's like one of those maybe like two or three people that said that I know that it's funny that you brought that up. Really? <laughs> How we going? Did you guess as well, sir? Yes. I saw you looking out there. Yeah. Kind of trying to remember your pump. We're going to five. We're going to put, uh, how much is this shoot? 440. We're going to put 20 on five. Also, by any chance, do you know where I could find a map in this in Westchester? A map, like a purchase, a map. So you should show them, didn't you? They are uh, right down the street. So if you go out this way, mm-hmm. like two doors down on your right, yeah, should be a triple A. Triple A. It is right next. Thank it should you be right much. next to. We're the, trying to. Get to. I'm, I'm producing a podcast series. We're trying to get to Lancaster without using our phones or any internet help. So we need a map. I don't know if AAA is open, Fuck. but you right, should go way. there. Either way, thank you. you should, it's it's like right. It's it's two minutes down. Do you guys got any advice for getting to Lancaster? Wait up Route 30. Route yeah. 30. Stay yeah. right on Route 30. West 30 West. west. Yep. Where's okay? That's enough. 30 West. Thank you. The easiest way to get to 30 West from here is go right down High Street. It's Route 100. Take it right to Route 30. High Street to 30 West. Yep, High Street is Route 100. Take it right to 30 West. Thank you very much, guys. Good job, appreciate it. Good luck on greenbacks and pie. Thank you. Pie? High Street to 30 West. High Street to 30 fucking West. That's a dub. That is a big old dub if I've ever heard one. Also AAA. So now I've been given some directions by people who seem to know what they're talking about. And I go out to put the gas in my car. Meanwhile, Garrett is still waiting for his sandwich. But but we're going to hear from him in just one second. Say it again. Hey, Holy Pike, 202 North, 30 West. We got, um, what was it? I was told High Street to 30 West. Okay, 30 West. 30 West is what we need to get to. And also, <laughs> there's a AAA over there, and they might have maps. Awesome. All right. Go we'll get your food. Right <laughs> <out of the> store. <laughs> Love the enthusiasm. I've got no script. I, I, I haven't been able to... Listen to the whole... We and Garrett have six hours of audio from this day. So that's why... Another reason why this episode never came out is because it was so hard to make. Six to eight hours of audio. But I needed to share that. The guy... Garrett Yagelski was the type of guy who would sprint out of a Wawa into the parking lot screaming. I got it! The directions! I've got it! Um... He's truly a, a joyous man, and and it, it brings me n- so much grief, and it is so upsetting that he is dead now, um, because he was one of the most similar people to me that I'd ever met, and it feels like a part of me has died, especially because we had no mutual friends, really. We were just, we'd hang out alone. We met at work at a radio station uh, selling ads together at, at the worst job I've ever had. Um... But this has been a tribute to to one of my best friends. Rest in peace, Garrett Yagelski. Um, 
the world's a worse place without you. Uh, I love you. Your family loved you. And, uh, yeah, no. To the people of the year 2100, it'll, it, this is never going to be easy, this type of thing. Being my age, I was 25 when I lost him. And he was about that age when he passed. And it's a terrible time to die. But, yeah, that's it on this. I like that words to a happy tone. I left all my friends so they'd leave me alone. And I'd burn a bridge just to pass the time. I've got so much words and I don't know why. And I want to say I'm sorry for struggling so All right, there's a, a moment of silence for Garrett. Uh, once again, love Garrett, but uh, I, we, can't, we can't do another funny another funny thing after that. So there's going to be a part two of other failed episodes, I guess, coming out next week um, because there's no way I could do the Akon bit or the DJ9 interview, which are two fun, lighthearted things. The next episode will be fun. There's no way I could have released the Garrett audio that wasn't going to be sad, but that, you know, you know, I, I had to. I had to, I had to, I had to. There's there's only so many right decisions that you get to make in life and, and giving his family and friends um, so a, a small piece of him is way more important than anything else this show will ever do. So, um, once again... Gonna say thank you for listening. Um, part two is next week. 
but yeah, I just got done uh, sobbing after recording um, my last audio, and I just recuperated. I just want to get this fucking done with. Um, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Rest in peace, Garrett. I love you. This is the part where I tell you I'm fine, but I'm lying. I just don't want you to worry. This is the part where I take all my feelings and hide them. Cause I don't want nobody to hurt me. I can't breathe. I'm waiting for the exhale. Talk my pain with my wishes in a wishing well. Still no luck, but oh well. I still try even though I know I'm gonna fail. It's stress on my shoulders like an anvil. Perky got me itching like Take me, this is the part